Hey y'all, this is Jenny Bellicky and you're listening to another episode of the Funky Farm Girl Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 64, Fall Garden Plan. So this week I just want to kind of dive into helping you decide what, if anything, you want to grow for the fall. I really do encourage you to persevere just a few more weeks longer, just a little bit more work, and it will just reap you an amazing harvest for a lot of the winter, uh, especially if you're in a warmer climate zone, zone six or higher. So, um, Let's dive into that episode, but first I want to do this week's shout out, and instead of shouting out my own podcast by reading you an email or a review, I actually want to shout out a brand new podcast to the podcasting world, and that is This Prepared Life Podcast. It launched this week by my friend Allison. She is over at This Prepared Life on Instagram. You can follow her there and then um, link from her bio to her podcast. She has five episodes that released this week that include everything from making a preparedness plan to food preservation and canning to self-sufficiency where homesteading and the apocalypse meet. Allison really focuses on women who prep and the unique roles we have as caregivers and gatekeepers of our home and the ones who feed and clothe and care for the people in our home and how that makes us unique as people who prepare for the unknown, whether that be the apocalypse, as she says, or whether it's something as simple as a job layoff or a natural disaster like a hurricane or a tornado that maybe comes through and you're without power for a few days. It can really be something even just as simple as an extended illness that keeps you from being able to go to the store for a week. Um, so I really encourage you to go follow Allison at This Prepared Life, and then check out her new podcast. It's excellent, and I think you will really, really enjoy it, particularly if you enjoyed last week's episode about Every Bit Counts and being prepared in your food storing and preservation methods. So definitely go and check her out. You can find a link to her in the show notes. So let's get into this week's episode. I really want to talk to you about thinking ahead to a fall garden plan. And honestly, it's not thinking ahead. It's thinking about right now. I am in zone 7B and I am right on the wire. I honestly should have been thinking about a fall garden plan about a month ago. And I just have not had the headspace for it because of all the preserving of the food and everything that I've been doing and I'm still learning the balance of and the rhythm of when to plant seeds and when to put them in the ground and when to harvest and when to put new seeds in the ground and I have yet to um, be able to get it together enough to do any kind of succession planning and so last year the thought of adding a fall garden 
um, at one point excited me, but then when it came down to implementing it, it just was too much for me after my first great big garden. And I decided to skip it. I decided that I needed the break. I was ready to slow down. I was ready to not think about the garden all the time anymore. I had gotten my fill. I was ready for the next season. And so I didn't plant anything. And then I regretted it. I was really wishing most of the winter that I had planted something. Um, and so this year, I'm going to do what I can to get in what I can. Um, I figure something is better than nothing. I will plan my great big grand dreams. And then I will implement as much of that as I have the headspace and the physical ability to get done here in the next few days. So I wanted to talk to you about what you can think about and do for yourself. Maybe you did a spring summer garden and you have lots of things out there. Some of them are petering out and coming to the end of their life. Some of them are already gone. Some of them maybe are still just cranking out the produce um, and you don't really know how to transition into that fall garden or maybe you had a big transition over the summer or the spring and you weren't able to get a garden in for the summer and you really wish that you had not missed out this is a perfect time to add just a couple things um, you can do just a few simple things and have a little bit of food to supplement what you already have at home um, and just give yourself that little boost to get you through till next spring. It can also give you the opportunity to try a few things and see how they work to see if you want to do them again in the spring when it comes back around. So let's get into what we need to do. The first thing that we need to do is to pull your non-producers and clear out space for new plants. You can't plant anything if you have nowhere to put it. And so for me, that means tomato plants that are at the end of their life and looking really rough and most of the leaves are brown and the plant just looks like one big vine with no leaves on it or it's starting to dry up, or maybe it just has a couple of really small tomatoes that have been green for a long time, um, those kinds of things, I will pull that plant. Um, I do make a habit of picking all my green tomatoes off, and I put them in a box in my kitchen, and I go through them every couple days and pull out ones that are turning more red and put them in the windows to help them along. Um, and I do find that most of those end up turning red at some point. And so I can do that and kind of finish up my canning goals with my tomatoes, with those tomatoes as they start to peter out. They're definitely slowing down quite a lot. Um, two weeks ago, I was picking 100 tomatoes every three days. Um, now I'm getting maybe a dozen a day um, so definitely slowing down quite a lot um, and I think that will just continue and I'll just begin to prepare those beds either for the fall or for next year um, so today my friend Rosanna came over and she helped me 
Um, she brought her weed whacker and she weeded um, most of the walking paths in the garden and where I had planted the cucumbers and got that all weeded and raked out and it looks gorgeous and now I have some bare spots that I can plant some things so I'm really looking forward to getting out there over the next couple days and putting a couple more things into the ground so go ahead and clear out your spaces make room for the fall things uh, that you're going to be planting so then the next thing that you need to do is find out your first frost date. And that is the date that you need to shoot for when it comes to planting things and getting them to maturity before that first frost date. Um, you want them to be big enough and strong enough to withstand that frost if they're a frost hardy plant, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but you don't want them to be brand new little baby plants at that point. So you need to know what your last, what your first frost date is. I'm in zone 7B here in the Piedmont of North Carolina. And so my frost date is projected to be October 25th. That gives me 66 days from seed to maturity right now. So I have 66 days of growing time left. And so anything that I grow, I'm going to need to make sure that I have enough time for that. So, for example, I would not start pumpkins now because pumpkins take about 100 days to grow. They're not going to get big enough. Um, hopefully the ones that I have planted, um, I don't have any fruit on my vine yet. I just have gigantic vines, um, but no fruit yet. So I'm waiting to see if that will happen. Um, I don't have any loofah growing yet. I do, I've had a couple flowers this week. Um, but they're just real slow growing. Um, I do have about six birdhouse gourds. Um, so they have about 66 more days before I take them off the vine. So I want to make sure that they're really, really good and ready to go by that time so you need to know your first frost date because that's kind of like your deadline everything needs to be in the ground and growing to full maturity by that day doesn't necessarily mean you're going to pick it yet but it needs to be very mature and fully grown um, by the time you get to that date so that it can survive frosts if it's designed to do that so then the next thing that you're going to do is choose plants according to the remaining days. You're going to look for things that grow in a short amount of time like radishes, lettuce, peas, carrots, those types of things. Things that you still have time to germinate and get to full, fully grown or to buy seedlings for and get those in the ground. Um, you're not going to have enough time to do more beans or tomatoes or things like that. So really thinking in terms of what are cold weather crops, which we'll go over, um, and which ones of those will meet your goals in feeding your family and um, in terms of production and those types of things. So pull your non-producers and clear out space. Know your first frost date choose plants according to how many days you have left 
and then make sure you choose frost hardy plants those are going to extend your growing season the most um, so if you can get some things in the ground that um, tolerate a light frost first and then get in things in the ground that tolerate a more heavy frost so light frost hardy plants would be things like cauliflower peas and radicchio lettuces um, those things can handle a light frost and it's not going to kill them off they'll be fine um, and they'll keep going but then when you get to the harder frost you're going to have to make sure that those are done and out of the garden um, when it comes to harder frost a lot of these things that i'll mention are things that you can leave out um, for the winter especially if you're in zone six and higher um, you're going to have a mild enough winter that they generally will do okay and that would be things like arugula broccoli beets cabbage carrots collards and mustard greens kale lettuces um, radishes spinach swiss chard and turnips and so think in terms of those as far as things that you can plant that um, especially things like the beets and turnips and carrots you can leave those in the ground until you're ready to use them you don't have to pull them at maturity and then store them somewhere you can leave them stored in the ground until you're ready to use those and then pull them and um, harvest them and use them as you need to so next thing up on the list is be prepared to pull the things that need to be pulled before you get a frost so when you get close to that last frost date you're going to really be watching the weather and watching the predicted temperatures there may be some things that maybe if it's really close to maturity and you know that there's a danger of frost go outside and cover it with the blanket for the night um, to give it just that extra few degrees of warmth that it needs to keep it from freezing so that you can get it to full maturity uh, but make sure that you're covering not just the fruit but the entire plant um, because that plant if the plant dies the fruit's not going to grow anymore so um, make sure that you have both of those protected um, but be ready to pull things before the frost comes because once the frost hits them then they're frost damage and it usually ruins them so you want to make sure that you get them before the frost does and that would be things like beans cucumbers melons okra peppers pumpkins squashes and tomatoes and i just want to pause right here and clarify something um you hear a lot of people talk about summer squash and winter squash and I think that a lot of people including me as a new gardener thought you grow summer squash in the summer and winter squash in the winter um, and honestly that's not true it's because they are both you know not frost resistant at all um, so you need to pull them before frost comes and those are going to include things like the loofah gourd and the birdhouse gourds that I'm growing um, or pumpkins there in that same squash family um, but the difference between summer squashes and winter squashes is that summer squashes are going are going to be very thin skinned 
and they're going to be needed to be eaten quickly because they will begin to decay and rot. And so that's things like the yellow crookneck squash or the straight neck squash that's also yellow, um, things like patty pans and um, zucchini. Those are all summer squashes. Now the winter squashes have a harder outer core, uh, outer shell on them, something like an, an acorn squash, a spaghetti squash, a butternut squash. Those things have a harder, thicker outer, outer coating. And so they are able to be cured once they are cut from the vine. You can cure those and um, it kind of hardens them off and it allows you to keep that in storage for the winter um, for a very long time, for several months actually. Um, and that can be done with pumpkins as well. Um, so that is the primary difference between the summer squash and the winter squash but both of those are not frost hardy and they would need to be pulled before you get your first frost so that is why they are both on the list for veggies and things that you would need to pull before frost comes now last but not least I want to remind you don't forget about your herbs First of all, you want to be picking everything off of them that you can and get it dehydrated or freeze it. Um, make good use of your herbs right now. Gather as much as possible while still leaving at least a third of the plant so that, or don't take more than a third of the plant. Um, leave two thirds of it there so that it can continue to grow and proliferate. Um, but as you're doing that, make sure that you're taking advantage of them right now you also if you're going to have perennials that will stay outside perennial herbs um, you're going to need to make sure that they have a home and give them a chance to reseed so that they'll grow new ones in the spring um, so it may be that you have them in a container and you're going to leave that container outside but maybe you move it closer to the house so that it has a little bit of a windbreak. Um, it may be something that maybe you grew it in one area, but you don't want to leave it there through the winter. You want to move it to a different spot and that will be its new home. Um, you could transplant it now so that it gets really good and established before that frost date comes around. Um, you also want to be thinking about whether or not it might need to be taken from the ground and put into a container so that that container can be brought inside or maybe even put into the garage on colder days um, and left outside on the other days so that it's you know protected from the weather when it's particularly cold but it's still outside for most of the time uh, if you are in zone six or higher you're going to be pretty safe leaving your herbs outside. Um, but if you do decide to bring them in, make sure you plant them in a south-facing window. Uh, that's going to give you the most sun and the most warmth for that plant. Um, so, what herbs will reseed and come back uh, as a perennial? 
that's going to be things like sage, oregano, rosemary, chives, mint, thyme, lavender, parsley, lemon balm, and then the flowers in my tea garden that will do the same thing is echinacea, chamomile, and calendula. So all of those things will produce their own seeds and drop those and in the spring those will come back. Um, I do gather some of the seeds. Um, I've been gathering some seed heads from my calendula so that I have some more that I can put out there because I like to plant quite a bit of them. Um, but because I know they're going to reseed, I will not pull those plants at the end of their life like I would something that's an annual, like a vegetable that I'm growing, because I know that those are going to come back. So I want it to stay out there. I want it to die and decompose right there and drop its seeds so that it will grow back. That's a mistake I made last year not doing that. And I only had like one calendula plant that came back that I just missed. And then I had chamomile that came back because I didn't cut it back all the way and take it out. Um, and so right where one of those was um, really came back and made quite a good size chamomile um, for this year. So that's really all I have for you this week. It's a pretty short, simple episode. Um, but I wanted to give you guys some things to think about in terms of a fall garden. I really encourage you stick it out just a few more weeks longer get those things in the ground and you're really going to enjoy being able to um, harvest food most of the winter um, if you have questions about what you can and can't plant or where to plant it or what to do with it once it's harvested you can email me jenny at the or send me a message on Instagram at the Funky Farm Girl. Until next time, folks, keep your gardens going. Keep preserving food because every little bit counts. See you next week.